Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LayeredSuperfood.com and add nourishing, plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code DRD at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. Ready for the interview and if you get a cue live on the laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto, doctor, DPHD, hit an intro. Hold up, wait, gotta be social, network, global, home for the locals. Gotta be social, network, global, home for the locals. You know, speaking of small talk, like we're, we, we were just having... I guess kind of a lot of small talk. I call it like intro talk, you know, <laughs> intro talk. Yeah. And uh, that I think is somewhat valuable just to kind of shoot it a little bit, you know, and uh, and uh, to the audience, we were chatting a little bit about, um, you know, personality on the spectrum and stuff. And uh, as, you know, podcast hosts and stuff, sending questions ahead of time and not, you know, if you're listening to this and you've been a guest, you know, the experience, you know, so we're here with Diana, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for having me today. Of course. You know, you seem very bubbly and uh, fun. I could already tell. And uh, we're going to talk about cannabis, I I believe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So. Okay. (laughs) uh, Tell me about cannabis in your life. Let's start big picture and then we'll whittle this down here. How did you, how has this been uh, an important part of your life? Well, it's been a part of my life more than it hasn't. I started when I was about, I'd say 13, you know, Um, and I've always been, I shouldn't say I've always been a casual user. When I was was in um, middle school and high school, I used it a lot more, more so in high school. Yeah. And, you know, 420 used to mean for me going outside after school and seeing like a plume of smoke coming out of my friend's cars and being like, all right, let's go. But now, (laughs) now as a 40 year old mother, I like kind of roll my eyes at the whole 420 thing. It's, it's kind of, I feel like it should have just kind of went away when everything started becoming more normalized. But then I also realized there is validity to it because then you can recognize other people who, but I don't know. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know either. Over time, it has changed in a lot of ways, like the way it means, what it means to me, 420 itself. Um, but the actual plant, so I used it as um, a young adult, but then I started going, um, I'm sorry, I, I was prescribed a bunch of pharmaceuticals because I had been diagnosed with Crohn's disease and endometriosis in my early 20s. So honestly, the pharmaceuticals they had me on, and I'm not just talking about painkillers, I'm talking about um, Topamax for migraines, which has been colloquially termed as Dopamax, if you've ever used it. Like I was on so many different medications that I was loopy enough as it was, you know, just off of the pharmaceuticals. I was like, I don't need any actual, I don't need any cannabis or weed or anything because I'm already high enough, you know, (laughs) (laughs) basically I was like, I kind of was choosing pills over plants for a while because I was believing, you know, I was trusting my doctors. I was 
thinking this will make me feel better eventually. And if it didn't, my doctor was very quick to give me another prescription to balance yeah. those, <laughs> Man. you know, I mean, like a Pez dispenser, it was just Whew. one prescription after another. And so it took a major life event, me moving to Florida to really uproot my whole system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, th this was a while ago. This was a, um, about 10 years ago. So the opioid crisis was a, a lot more prevalent in South Florida before it was anywhere else. Right. Rehabs were a dime a dozen down there. Pill mills were everywhere. And when I say pill mills, I mean clinics that purport to be pain management clinics yeah. that were really giving out in very unethical, to say the least, <laughs> ways, right. charging people hundreds of dollars a visit. I couldn't afford that, you know, and my doctor that I transferred to down there had stopped prescribing schedule one medication. Okay. So for that, for me, that meant stopping Xanax abruptly for my anxiety mm. and stopping, um, I'd been taking very low doses of opioids. So my body went into shock basically. And I was taking things from the you know, Rite Aid, whatever I could get at Rite Aid, basically. Right. And then I, um, long story short, <laughs> tried <laughs> out some, tried some Kratom at a local Cabo oh, bar really? like right in that time frame. Yeah. And it was like the universe was like, this is what you need. This is the answer. Yeah. And so that naturally led to me using cannabis again, because my friends that I made at the Cabo bar, they were all cannabis smokers yeah. not all of them but you know <laughs> right, right and it wasn't medically legal there yet and um it was just becoming the medical program sorry the medical program was just coming online but it was still so restrictive um even with crohn's disease i didn't qualify so i was buying it from you know an illegal source i guess is yeah. the best way to put it but then I started to realize like, wow, this is a, a burgeoning industry. I, I had no idea really, because I was in Florida and it's a different world down there. No offense if you live there, but Sorry, Florida. I just, <laughs> it is a different I'm not anymore. Yeah. And I'm, I'm back in Maryland now, but, um, you know, I was just starting to understand like, this is a, this is a big thing. And at the same time, I, I'm a fr freelance journalist, but I also, do content creation for like marketing companies. I've always been in digital marketing. So I'm always kind of hearing about the next big thing in content, right? And so I figured, well, the cannabis industry really doesn't have a lot in the way of digital marketing. So I tried to get in that way at first, you know, and right. I, I had some clients and I did some just basic like ghostwriting, content writing, website copy, that sort of thing. And that snowballed into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. What's the podcast? What What is the podcast? Uh, what, what do you talk about primarily? Well, okay. So I have two, but the, the first one that I'll talk about, which is the big one, is your highness podcast. I say it's the big one because <laughs> <Your highness. laughs> yeah, because it's been almost six years. We're in our eighth season. And uh, when I started it, the intention was to focus women and non-binary folks who were in cannabis. It was really all started to just kind of highlight business owners and things like that. But then 
I started to realize that I wasn't getting excited about the episodes so much, <laughs> you know, the upcoming interviews, because it's, uh, it was, to me, it was turning into like an infomercial almost, oh, you know, like okay. everybody was just coming on to sell their wares, basically. Oh. And hey, that's valid, you know, that's definitely part of the game. But, um, you know, with my background in journalism, I always want <laughs> to dig a little bit yeah, more and get, get to the, so it, it started to shift into, I like to say, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. more than talking about the actual plant itself, we talk about things like accessibility. That's a big, a big topic I, I talk about a lot. Um, and what that looks like can mean so many different things, you know, I mean, just accessing the plant accessing having access to the plant is what i meant to say yeah yeah <laughs> it seems like such a simple thing for some people especially when you live in a state that has adult use but it's not it's not a simple thing for someone who's deaf and can't go in and and speak to anybody because there are no translation types of services in place and um you know there's just a lot of the cost you know, the, yeah. the cost is prohibitive. Um, and a lot of the products are not great quality. I mean, I'm in Maryland now. And while I prefer to smoke flour, raw flour, however you want to say it, I, I like to smoke pre-rolls. Yeah. But the flour is so bad right now, the quality that you can get here from the dispensary. It's literally like setting your money on fire. Like I, I get angry now instead of relaxed. Wow. Why, why is the quality so bad? What's what's the reason for that? Well, um, <laughs> I really want to know. I think it's a lot more. It's a lot more business related. You know, it's the fact that Maryland is primarily MSOs, what they call MSOs, multi-state operators. Mm. So it's like a monopoly essentially, and the quality control is sketchy at best mm. because there are a lot of um there are a lot of things at play but i've done a couple of reports where i found that a lot of these testing places are accepting bribes or they're you know changing mm. the numbers for companies and things like that so you know i'm not sure exactly how to explain <laughs> the reason why yeah. what I get is so terrible other than the fact that, you know, under capitalism, a lot of these big businesses will just sell you crap because you'll buy it. Right. Like right. <laughs> if they're going to make the money, then, if, and they don't really care about the patient's experience because they think they have a product that sells itself. So, you know, I mean, that's just one way of explaining it. I'm sure there are a lot of other ways to explain it, um, like the conditions it's grown in and things like yeah. that. But if you're not growing it yourself, you know, you're there's so much that gets lost in the process because it right. has to go through so many different things before it gets to you. Um, so I think that's most of it. And that is going to change soon in July. It's, it's um, the law is changing here. Oh, so. I know. I my family lives in Maryland, and uh, oh, do they? Oh, yeah, in uh, Crofton area, and oh, um, yeah. and uh, you know, we went to a dispensary. You know, it's medical and stuff right now. And um, I thought, man, this is a fairly uptight situation here in Maryland. It's oh, yeah. uh, it feels too uptight to me. 
Whereas like, you know, like I'm in Washington state and, uh, you know, Washington and Colorado, like led the way many years ago, I think like 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's like going to a gas station and walking in and getting something and leaving. It feels very casual. And, uh, and also like they've spent a lot of time. They're like, yeah, we've been doing this a while, you know, type of thing. I don't like the uptight weed experience going to a dispensary dispensary. Jeez. No. And it's, it's difficult here. People ask if I'm like locally involved in, in the cannabis scene here. And yeah. I'm not really, because it's very buttoned up. Uh, my husband actually is the general manager of a dispensary. So mm-hmm. he has to deal with a lot more. Than yeah, weed is like literally in your life all the time. Like you just, it's yes. just everywhere for you. It is. I tried to compartmentalize, but it's like, there's just no point. I just, <laughs> yeah, you literally have a weed life. I'm <laughs> like, I do. But you know, it's funny though. You brought up a good point because when I first started the podcast six years ago, I was interviewing mostly people in your area, mostly people from the West coast who were like, so used to your experience going into a place that seems comfortable and, and it's not taboo and it's not, you know, as stigmatized and I'm interviewing them and asking them questions. Like, I'm just genuinely like, wow, you have that. And they, I had some guests that were kind of, um, I don't want to say like judgmental, but like they had that attitude. Like, yeah, we're the West Coast. Like we've been doing this a while, you know? (laughs) I've had, I had a couple of those experiences. Like, how do you not know this is a thing? And you have a, you know, cannabis podcast. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, we're all well, having learning. wildly different you know experiences. I mean? yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But not everyone had that viewpoint in the beginning. So there was right. some struggle there, but I mean, only a little bit, mostly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's wild though. Like it's, it's so different from state to state. And uh, I feel like we're at a tipping point, but I did want to ask, I don't think I've asked anybody this again. This is all off the cuff. You know, I, I told you before we started, I have no clue what I'm going to say. I just roll with it. But what's the, uh, what state have you had the best weed experience? Oh, well, I'm from Maine originally and I will say it was Maine. Um, (laughs) Why? Well, it was the only time I literally felt like I was flying. (laughs) (laughs) hey uh i'm I'm gonna need that so uh you know (laughs) right i was like visiting family we had gone back up uh for some holiday and my cousin got into her father's stash and we smoked and i i literally thought rob zombie was coming out of the tv screen (laughs) like in we were watching a music video and i thought he was like coming out into the living room and I felt like I flew down the stairs like I just felt like I was flying everywhere and um I mean I was too young to care about terpenes and stuff like that like I didn't even know those were a thing back then but um from what I can tell all of my friends who do go back to Maine or who are in the Maine cannabis space now are saying it's just top notch it's they're they're doing it right up there so Maine shout out big (laughs) shout out to Maine I need I need you never thought I'd say that I need you (laughs) I know New York would be the second best okay yeah New York would probably be the second best um and that again it's been so long that when I had it there it was my uncle calling his you know plug to come and deliver it and it was like all very hush hush and now it's like I don't know you can get it at 
at the gas station, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that here in Washington. You can literally get it like, I mean, I live in a really tiny town and like 5,000 people. There's four dispensaries here. I mean, that's insane. Wow. Like, for yes. all, it's not that many people, but it's like, it's always popping at these dispensaries. And it's almost like a wild experience. Every dispensary is like its own event and it has its own charm and feeling where I was like, I lived in Nevada. I think I've only lived in weed states. I mean, that's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like yeah, all right. I'm moving to Colorado in like a month and a half. Like I just stay in weed states. I don't want to deal with the other stuff <laughs> for that. But uh, like Nevada, it's like, it's too upscale. Like the dispensaries are way too upscale and it feels uptight again. And I just don't like that. Yeah. You know? No, here it's like, it's almost like going to a doctor you know, um, I, I don't feel, and I am doing an event. I I did one last month and I'm doing one actually on 420. Um, and it was fun, you know, but I'm just sitting there at a table in the waiting area. It's not like I can really do anything. It's not like I can go into the dispensary and see people. It's so weird. (laughs) And I think it, it, that's the other, that's another inaccessibility though. I mean, it's like, it, it makes it for certain people just, inaccessible they don't want to go through that you know if you have any kind of social issue i mean for lack of a better word going into that kind of a situation can be very hard and so i don't know i mean i think some dispensaries are doing some things to make it more accessible but right now i mean just the, the industry as a whole it's difficult to get in and make money and yeah, thrive. I heard that. I definitely heard. Why do, <laughs> yeah. why do you think that is? Like, I've been hearing that from a lot of people. I think it's because a lot of people assume this industry would be different than any other industry. Mm. And it's it's not. It's it's just yeah. like any other industry yeah. <laughs> in capitalism. You know, it's like people are uh, like the MSOs, for example. You know, they operate like Walmart and Target and mm. JCPenney's. They don't they don't operate in a patient focused way and a lot of them will say it's because it's using the words patient makes it seem like it's not adult use or i don't know whatever but (laughs) (laughs) but the the bottom line is you know they want to keep their labor percentages down they want to keep their profits up (laughs) and and then you know the other side of it is the social equity programs are failing left and right Mm. Um, a lot of them are performative or they're gatekeeping and it's keeping a lot of people out, you know, like five years ago, there was a lot of headlines about women are taking over cannabis. And I was like, yeah, okay. I don't think so. Mm. Um, it was, it looked like they were, if you took a certain set of facts, you know, But the reality was, it's like there were a lot of people starting their own businesses in in the way that, you know, like an Etsy shop starts their own business. You're not creating a Fortune 500 company. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, technically, there was a lot of women founders. But when you start to look at it more and unpeel the onion, you know, it's like, well, okay, are they making any money? Yeah, that's what I hear, though. The money is not there, you know. Well, I've been doing my podcast, like I said, for eight seasons now, and I have not had one cannabis sponsor. Come on. 
Wow. Nope. The only, um, I mean, save for a few pre-rolls that I've recorded for the podcast platform I'm on, yeah. which, which we, we know how much that makes you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was like really, well, you know how much that makes you. Yeah. But to, um, I, I've tried to tailor the sponsorship offerings and things like that over the years. And I've tried to make it cheaper. I've tried to, you know, I've, I've done all these different things and I just always hear, we don't have it in our budget yet, but when we yeah. do, <laughs> right. Right. and, and it's a lot of companies that I've been following since day one, you know, as some of these people I've, they were my first guests and I've seen right. them grow a lot and they seem to be doing well, but that's the power of social media, right? I of mean, course. so many people the seem fake life. like they're doing well. Yeah. yeah, it's the fake life. It's the projection that everything's good, even though it's not, you know. And that is another reason, I think, honestly, because I think so many people wanted the cannabis industry to be taken seriously, you know, to legitimize this industry that they, you know, maybe fluffed it up a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and that's my two cents. It's okay. You know what? I was thinking about this when you're talking too, and in relation to this in business, what are your thoughts about consumption lounges and those popping up? I mean, good idea, bad idea. I mean, give me the give me the thoughts here. I think consum uh, consumption lounges. I think they're a great idea. You know, like you were saying, the experiences, right? Yeah. That to me it would make me want to leave my house to go use cannabis somewhere else. It's like, you know, yeah. I'm not sure I want to leave my house, <laughs> like, honestly. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Like if it's like a library lounge with like, I don't know, podcast playing and yeah. really comfortable couches, something like that with like-minded individuals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the problem for me though, is like, I if I went it. there, I would never leave. Probably. I would just, I would be there all uh, night. I just feel like I have no desire to do anything right now. Like, I don't want yeah. to go. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know? I don't get that high anymore though. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with my tolerance being way too high. Wow. Um, geez. Man. <laughs> I know <laughs> I, I've been using it for a long time. So, um, but also I, I try not to get that high anymore. I mean, <laughs> there were, there were days where I would be that person for sure. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not that person anymore so much. I just eat an edible and be like, I don't care how many milk, what are you, what are you talking about? Ugh. Wow, <laughs> please, man. Wow. See, I'm an edible eater. I'm definitely, I'm not a big, I don't smoke really every once in a blue yeah. moon, literally very rare. I'm a big edible person, but just once a week, just to kind of, uh, you know, yeah. just to tap into something different for that. Right. Um, but you know, I, I don't have a huge tolerance, you know, I just have like a 10 milligram and then, you know, have some fun, have some snacks, watch some great movies. Yeah. That's pretty much my experience. <laughs> a regular that's bit. a great experience to yeah. have. Seriously. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to be too high. I mean, that's too much, but if no. I was out experiencing that, I still probably wouldn't want to move that much and go. Cause I'd be like, I'm comfortable here. Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere else for a while. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I could see that for sure. <laughs> Especially if I have my I snacks and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I've had like a good quality smoke sesh like that. So, yeah. but when I was doing dabs and things like that, I could totally see that for sure. I stopped doing dabs, the concentrates, because yeah. I think that also upped my tolerance. Yeah, I've, I've always had a high tolerance. tolerance. 
Yeah, like yeah, I I think it did. Honestly, I used to be. I, I used to be okay with smoking, and, and now yeah. it's like, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I also kind of microdose throughout the day, so I don't know oh, if that okay. has anything to do with it. I I um I use <laughs> different types of plant medicine too, so it's not I I don't just use cannabis. I use kratom. I use yeah. Uh, mushrooms yeah you know, you're like me i'm a big i like a big i'm a big mushroom person but see i my usage is very like spread out like i'm just like mm-hmm. a, a go big heroic dose and then i don't do it again for like a year and uh That's i go heroic dose. i need yeah. to learn more about that i saw that on your podcast you and I, I was listening to past episodes i probably have i don't know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, had to I, mean, read, I put that on to read uh listen to later but what does that mean like just one big yeah the big heroic dose? dose is usually somewhere around well some people debate it but i would say anywhere around like four grams and above and uh okay, yeah, I've, I've done that, definitely done that. <laughs> yeah yeah, you yeah. definitely yeah like yeah. i mean it's obvious when it happens i mean it's yeah. like whoa um but it's like just such a meaningful experience. Still. Yeah. Like I just, I, you know what I did this past summer is uh, this is the podcast, just me riffing and asking questions. Uh, <laughs> I it was a couple of my, I wanted to do with a couple of my really good friends and experience that friendship together. Like, so I had set the scene and I had all this like techno music playing inside my house. And then I had this very relaxing music outside of my front yard with the apple tree and stuff. And it's like in a cul-de-sac. And uh, but the sound travels like crazy where I live. So like we're just we're tripping major ball sack. I'm telling you, like it is so crazy and we're laughing the hardest a human has ever laughed in their life, like ever. And I can't imagine my neighbors are like, who lives here? Like, what is this? Like these guys are literally (laughs) laying on the lawn. In, the, in this guy's house. Were you crying at any point? Were you like laughing, crying? Because I've been there where I've taken uh, you know, a heroic dose. No, I did that inside <laughs> the house. Uh, uh-huh. But like, you know, we were just, it looked like we had been taken because like, <laughs> no, I'm not joking. It was like at one point after like five hours, we went inside and experienced like the imagery of the TV and the music. And we left our shoes, our phones, like so you know just a bunch of stuff it looked like someone took us like it was just like it was wild man it was so meaningful though yeah that's wild i i once had an experience like that with my husband before we had our son and we swore we felt like time literally stopped we stopped Mm. on the street and we're like do you feel that yeah you feel it yeah Yeah. do you feel that and we both felt it at the same time That's strange. and it was like whoa <laughs> but i do love mushrooms for the neuroplasticity you know yeah. i think it really helps me look at things differently yeah you're doing it often though you're doing it pretty often <laughs> right now i'm i i'm doing um what they call stacking i'm sure you know you've heard what the of heck that. is stacking is is different from microdosing um, it's like... when you well it's a different not so different. Um, <laughs> my friend Stephanie is a lot better at explaining this. But the lion's mane, so you use lion's mane and niacin, and then you take the psilocybin in a very small dose. And mm-hmm. basically, the lion's mane and the niacin balance it out. So you don't feel the trippy effects mm-hmm. so much. It's more about reducing anxiety, you know, yeah. increasing neuroplasticity. 
um, reducing depression, things like that. Yeah. So it's you're not you're not tripping balls. Yeah. Not that I <laughs> want know? that. <laughs> I know. I was I was getting my hair done last month, and I was telling this uh, the woman doing my hair who I used to go to cosmetology school with about it. And I was like, so yeah, you. She was like, so what's the point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, yeah. I was like uh, well, I mean, we have tiny humans, so we have to yeah. be aware of what's going well, on. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, I have a tiny human too, but uh, I set the stage where that that tiny human was not around <laughs> whenever I just stuff. Like, yeah, you have to go somewhere else. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, mine's not old enough for that just yet, and okay. also like we don't have any family members who are. Yeah. Really- yeah around to babysit so if i had like a really great babysitter that i could trust i would feel a lot better about doing of course yeah (laughs) no my wife and my daughter went on like a a weekend vacation to see some friends on the east coast and then i had my friends up so it was like complete like go time you know and and i was like yeah we were laying in the front yard like being hysterical she's like that must have been crazy (laughs) like everyone was probably watching you I was like, yeah, but you know what the thing about it is? You don't care, though. Like, you literally don't care. Like, there's, you know what it is? You lose, you lose that, um, how do I say this? This kind of wall that makes you feel self-conscious about what other people think of you. Mm -hmm. And that's, there's a big value in that to like, oh, I wonder if they were, I'm barefoot laying on the ground in my yard. And you just don't care. And it's like, "Mm, I don't care. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, I think that's the greatest thing about plant medicine, period. It right. makes me care less about all of that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a person that gets inside of my head a lot, you know, right. and so it, it really gets me out of that. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, I can really <laughs> I can really obsess over detail. <laughs> well, I think that's part of the whole thing, like is right. You're on like a loop in your mind sometimes. And it's hard to like stop that record from skipping sometimes. And I think that's that's Absolutely. part of it is like, oh, I can free myself to think of other things and not be so self-conscious about stuff. And uh, there's a huge value in that. Absolutely. You know what? You sound like you're a little high today. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> I probably always sound like that. Yeah, I think you have so much THC <laughs> in your system from like all your life is just yeah, I know people like you who just seem like they're kind of high regularly, even though they're not. It's like, I think it's just, you just had like lasting damage, basically. <laughs> you know, like in a good I mean, way, you know, it's, it's like, good. Okay. no, this isn't a rip. This is not a, this is not a rip. This is like, but I love oh, people no. like you because it's like, there's just a lot of joy on a regular basis. And it's just like, man, you're just like, you seem high to me. Like, I feel like I'm on that trajectory no lie like yeah. like 10 years i'll be you <laughs> well i mean it it that's all good to hear because you know it the alternative would be me just being cranky and yeah. who wants that not, not sociable <laughs> right right yeah i mean i'm not high right now but <laughs> i probably am elevated a little bit all the time i mean i think you would prefer me that way <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I right. This was it was a total compliment. I mean, I mean, some people may think that's not, but like to me, it's totally a compliment. It's kind of like just the joyousness, the laughter, the excitement. I'm like, oh, that's a person I want to know. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, seriously. Do I want the opposite? Of course, I don't want to talk to the person who's the opposite. Oh, wow, this is boring. Like, 
<laughs> who wants that? Seriously, who wants to be boring? No one wants to be boring. <laughs> who wants to be boring? Does anybody out here listen to this? Like, tell yourself, I'm happy I'm, bo I'm a boring person. No human says that. Come on. No, I don't think they do. I think I've heard people say they want boring lives. Right, but you don't want to be boring. Like, who wants to be around <laughs> no. a boring person, though? Like, I mean, it's like you're like no interesting conversation, not particularly interesting. It's like, oh, I just want maybe you want to stress like less drama in your life and you don't want a lot of conflict. Totally get that. I want that, too. But to like not be interesting at all to other people, eh, that's not desirable. You know? No, no, it is not. <laughs> especially when you write about other people so often it's like i do have to up my game <laughs> yeah right. i have to be more fun share more of myself you know um right. so i'm trying <laughs> yeah, you know but that's the thing as a podcast host too like you have to be engaging you got to be interesting you know you're part of the conversation so like what are you bringing to it and if it's just kind of like you're kind of boring with it you know i mean unless you're just like reading a meditation or something there's a time to be kind of just chill and stuff but if like you're talking to other people in the podcast you got to give me something you know yeah yeah yes that is so true and there are definitely people who just do that whole rote thing where they say this is what i'm working on and this is yeah. who i am and, da, 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 da. and and some of that is media training right not great right. media training but <laughs> yeah i'm not in the they no. They want to hit their talking points and you're like, but I want to make this an interesting conversation. Yeah. I've definitely had that challenge quite a few times over the years. Really? Um, I've, I've not even aired some episodes because, uh, well, I don't expect everyone to listen to my podcast before they come on it, but I expect the them same to take way. just a couple of minutes to find yeah. out what I'm about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like I said earlier, I don't want to have an infomercial. I, I respect that you have a business and that you're trying to sell something, but that is not this, you know, yeah. I want to talk about, you know, like recently I had someone come on and talk about suppositories. Wow. You know, at its face, is it the most interesting topic? No, but it is. Some people have a hard time talking about them. It is kind of controversial in a way. Mm. And we just had a really frank discussion. This woman has a line of suppositories, but for her, it was about so much more than just having a product that's a well, you know, that you can put in your wellness arsenal. She had a family history, you know, with this suppository. I called it suppositories because of the episode. <laughs> she yeah. had quite a few stories that went along with oh, the suppositories. So, so, and there's a lot of different ways that you can use them. And also, they're a very accessible way to um, get your medicine when you have things like Crohn's disease. Yeah. And so, you know, we went that route instead of just talking about, oh, you have a CBD company. Tell me about what made yeah. you start that. So right. that's pretty much where I try to go in. Like, let's go sideways with this. <laughs> I mean, this, this has definitely gone like, sideways. All right. Right now. <laughs> I have a tendency of I do that often. <laughs> we turned into suppository land. This was definitely not, uh, I had, did not see this coming and I love it. It's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, where are we I at right now? I try to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And let me ask you, you know, this question. So have you ever had anybody on that was like consuming while you were talking to them or like they were like, you can tell they're 
fairly high when you're talking to them? Oh yeah. Really? I haven't <laughs> oh, had yeah. I had one guy not recently. That's about it. Yes. I've had somebody, okay, as we talked about, I do outlines, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then again, don't expect that you have to read it. It's just kind of a courtesy that I do. But sometimes they are very specific because if the person hasn't given me a lot to go off of before, I will ask a lot of questions and I want to make sure that you're okay with it before we start. And I've had people just not even look at the email, not even open the outline and be like so stoned that I'll ask them a question and they will answer me about something completely different. And I can't bring it back. You know, no, no, you can't bring when someone's (laughs) high, you cannot bring it back. No, no. And I've had people sit there like, like doing their bubbler, you know, and you know, audio editing, that's terrible. You know, sitting there with their like six foot bong. Oh, this is a weed podcast, (laughs) right? Well, we're not that kind of a weed podcast. There are those kind where people smoke while they're talking and they expect you to smoke in return. We've never been that, you know? That's not to say I haven't consumed in the past, but then my husband, who's my audio editor, <laughs> said, yeah. let's not do that anymore. It makes a lot of, you know, <laughs> he's like, can you mute yourself while you're, you're hitting the vape, you know, things like that. <laughs> so I, <laughs> oh man, I never did an episode like that. I actually did one. I wanted to do one uh, where everybody was, you know, doing whatever, because I think it actually, I mean, it could be interesting if done in the right amount, you could have some really interesting conversations and that are a little more uninhibited. But you know, if you're just getting completely blown, like, I mean, you're going to like start talking and literally forget what you were talking about very quickly. And I've also, and I should take responsibility here. I have, you know, it's all about consuming the right in the right quality, yeah. quantity, not quality, quantity, the type and all of that. I've taken I've had very bad experiences with cannabis in that I use sativa strands and for someone like me, that's not good. I, you know, talk about getting inside my head. I, the the thoughts would be racing and I was so just like, ah, (laughs) interviewing people and being like, (laughs) and then before they could even (laughs) answer their questions, I'm like, and then this, and then, then oh, it just got me thinking about this. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you know me well enough, you're like, oh, you smoked sativa today, didn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still fall for it sometimes. I'm like, maybe I just need a little boost. Let me try this. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that and then function <laughs> in any kind of <laughs> <It's> way. <funny. laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, you know, I still want to do an episode like that because I think uh, it could be fun with the right people. You got to have the right people. Uh, to do it so you can have a functional right conversation in the right product sure. you want to <laughs> yeah. have a functional conversation but you want to be a little elevated uh with it uh but i still think there's some value i haven't done it yet but i just think that uh it could be interesting i was just wondering like how that worked for you but i mean like a massive bong just on the show i mean that would be funny on some level but then you'll get demonetized. So you don't want to do that. Uh, you know, you know, what's funny about that is like, man, I just, I don't understand the whole, how you pick and choose what is, is appropriate and what isn't, you know, it's like some things it's like, oh, that seems like that wouldn't be, but then my stuff is getting like taken off or I'm getting a strike 
Like, what's I don't get the rhyme or reason for this stuff, you know? No, I mean, I have a lot of friends who work in nonprofit areas of cannabis and they get shut down just talking about equity programs. Come I mean, on. it's not even just people using cannabis on screen or whatever on social media, which in itself, to in my opinion, is harmless. No. <laughs> just for the record. Um, right. But even just saying the word cannabis and people try to get crafty with it you know they put broccoli emojis but even that is being um what's the word like censored from different social media platforms i i just saw that i think it's tiktok or instagram Mm -hmm. is starting to penalize people who are using the broccoli emoji instead of a leaf or whatever it is um so people get really creative i've never really gotten that creative i just don't show myself using anything yeah that's that's pretty much but, um, you know, like Danielle Simone Brand, who you've had on as a guest, yeah. she is another example. She just has just showing her book, you know, she's yeah. she's had a post flagged and shut down. So, so crazy. Why is this silly? This is yeah, silly stuff, honestly. You know? It's silly, but it all it's all because these the powers that be, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> they know the cannabis be. and all alternative methods threaten their money makers, their at their big advertisers, their pharmaceutical companies that are, you know, financing their platforms yeah. in one way or another. Um, and it's not just pharmaceutical companies, you know. I mean, hemp can replace so many different things. Right. So I think it's like it's it's silly, but it's also this comes down to money all really the time. Really frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> all the time yeah. like and, you're and, just serving money all the time yeah yeah exactly exactly that's really what it boils down to unfortunately because it is silly it's silly that plants you know i mean the more you say it the sillier it sounds that plants are criminalized <laughs> so stupid it's, yeah it's so strange yeah. but you know what like linkedin's actually a pretty good place i think give them a lot of credit like I've done a lot of interviews about psychedelics and I post them on there and it has been awesome. They never do anything about it. And I think it's because it's nice. just such a huge community of psychedelic professionals and users on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and they would get so much flack about it. I haven't done a lot of cannabis episodes. So let's see how this goes on there. But um, <clears throat> the psychedelic one, it's no problem. Like it is full go on LinkedIn for psychedelic episodes. And uh, it's actually actually been really surprising. You know? Psychedelics are definitely, um, I think, more acceptable in a lot of ways. Maybe yeah. it's the fact that you can make money there. Right now. Yeah, right. Um, it's a different community. It, Weirdly, I mean, obviously, you're going to have intersecting, you know, people who have crossover potential, but it is to me seeming like it's more of a business than cannabis right now, (laughs) a more successful. I think that also maybe those words aren't being tagged quite yet in the algorithms, Mm. you know, um, because it's still on the newer side. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the reason is, to be honest with you, but I do notice that myself. And to be really honest, my videos that I put up don't get shut down. You know, they don't get flagged. Yeah. I don't have any real issues with what I post. 
but I know a lot of people who do. <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I have, you know, here's an interesting, interesting question. Do you think that uh, cannabis users are also psychedelic users or vice versa? Or do you feel like these users are, are the consumers, I should say, the consumers are, are maybe like against each other or because I see like a lot of people who consume cannabis also do psychedelics and vice versa. I would agree, but what I find from being a Kratom user, I know we're talking about a different plant here, but yeah. I find that there's this weird opinion. Like there's some people are very opinionated about other types of plant medicine use. Mm. They have very strong opinions. And so there is some friction there somewhere, you know, yeah. where people are like, don't assume just because I do cannabis that I do psychedelics or vice versa. Or when I bring up Kratom, people are like, oh, that's controversial. I'm like, it's a plant. Yes, yeah. I know there is a lot more uh, controversy around that plant than there is cannabis. But a lot of that also has to do with the way that information is being delivered. Yeah. And so it boggles my mind when people in the cannabis industry will still be so quick to judge another plant without knowing any real information about right. it. They'll just say, oh, well, I just did a quick Google search and that looks kind of sketchy. I don't know. And it's like, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So it really confuses me. But there are, there are little subsects of people that are just not into trying other things right like it's yeah. just this is cannabis is the only thing that they'll do or cbd is the only thing that yeah. they'll do. they won't try thc um and or if they do microdose psychedelics they won't use cannabis you know i mean it's just i'm not saying that that's across the board but i have yeah. definitely encountered those people so i mean i would assume if if i do assume i do assume people do use all of the I know I do too. I was like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess I know some people who are like, like cannabis is like their, their final stop. They won't kind of jump into like the uh, psychedelic, like really big heroic, like, whoa, I'm altering my reality largely, you know, mindset. Right. I, don't, I wouldn't say they're against it, but it's like another, it's like a step maybe too far inward, you know, for them yeah. to go. Oh yeah. Or, or they've had bad experiences. I've had um, yeah. friends from high school who won't mess with cannabis in any way, but they will take psych psychedelics. They will use Kratom. That's wild it's to just, me. You know, it's, it's yeah. a volume problem, I think, because like I've known people who like, uh, and I've made this mistake. I mean, you know, you have like a cookie or something. You don't know how much you actually like have eaten of it. I mean, it could be, <laughs> you could be having 50 milligrams. You don't know. And then you're going to have a wild, crazy time, just too much, you know? And I was like, well, you need to know how much you're ingesting. Like if you, your only time experience in this was like, you had some brownies and you, I mean, your mind was blown out of your head. And like, wouldn't you think maybe if you tried an appropriate amount for you and try it, you know, I don't know. I just think like, you can't base it off just the one time, you know? No, no. And you have people like my grandmother, who's 95 years old and has been using cannabis forever. I love that. But will still not look at it like it's something that could treat her pain or, you know, help her sleep. Mm. You know, she she has such a 
an old school mentality about it. Yeah. I'm trying to get her to use CBD products. And that has been a struggle just mm. because one of them, she didn't feel anything, but I'm like, you have to eliminate other things to be able to experience it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I used to roll my eyes at that. I did. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like get I where she's coming from. You know, I get it. People think CBD is snakes oil and, and rightly so for a lot of reasons i yeah. i will sing to the from the rooftops how much i love cbd but i also understand it's completely oversaturated yeah. and there are a lot of people selling fake products um mm. and so i i get that but then just to have that you know that mentality i'm not going to try anything else i don't want to look at this a different way i don't understand that part yeah. Because I've had bad experiences. I, I still do, you know, from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. And yeah. that's part of the whole experimentation. I mean, but to me, the payoff is autonomy that I never had yeah. with pharmaceuticals, you know? Right. Um, pharmaceuticals, if you there, I've been on some that if you didn't take it, then, you know, every single day, then your, your body would start to shut down, Sure. you know? Yeah. Um, and I've had you know, my life completely altered by pharmaceuticals in a lot of ways. And so I can't change those things, you know, like yeah. the, the back pain and the, the bone loss and things like that. But I don't have that with plant medicine. So to me, the payoff yeah. is that I can, yeah, I have some hiccups, you know, I have, it's sure. trial and error. It's constantly trial and error. Most it's definitely. ever evolving. <laughs> it's a lot of trial and error. I feel like, you know, that's part of being human. Like you, you go down the well sometimes a little too far. You're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Mm, I maybe had a little too much or like, like me, I always try a different product. I'm not like a singular product type of guy. I'm like, me mm, let me try these different edibles. Oh, I'm try this one. Yeah. Each time I go, I'm like, I want a different one. And I don't know what's going to happen to me, but it's kind of the surprise is what I like about it. You know, I'm like, mm, never tried this one. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. If I can send products, I'm like, I'll try it. Send me your products. Sure, I'll yeah, try them. Sure, why not? You know, <laughs> but you know, I didn't know recently was that like in some a lot of these edibles, they put in crazy chemicals in it. And it's like, uh, like really harmful stuff. And then I so now I'm, I'm more I'm smarter about it. So I'm getting stuff that doesn't have these crazy chemicals in it as well. I had no clue until like a couple months ago. Yeah. Same. And I even have a friend who is the CMO of a company called Fruit Slabs. Um, mm -hmm. Her name is Maggie Wilson. And she, and Fruit Slabs makes these, they're like fruit leather, but they have no added sugars. They're kosher. There's no chemical. And they're like, you could taste the quality, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, this is real whole food. Right. And they're the only one really on the market <laughs> as far as edible companies that is offering that kind of a, a safe product you know, for people yeah. with digestive issues. And so that was the other reason why I did the suppositories um, episode, because suppositories is a really great alternative to that, you know, um, keeps coming back to this. And I'm not, I'm not going to be like a suppository <laughs> spokesperson because I never thought I'd be saying that, but yeah. you know, there's there to me, it's like, that's why, you know, I look into tr transdermal topical, I, yeah. I, you know, try to get it from every different angle so that I'm not, so quick to just try everything that gets sent to yeah. me. But um, yeah, it's, it's an ever evolving journey. <laughs> yeah.
I mean, it sure is. It's uh, it's actually a fantastic journey, too. It's like just uh, it's exciting to me. And I love talking to different people that are in the industry or just uh, consumers. It's a it's a fantastic time because of um, kind of like I said, I think earlier, we're kind of in the tipping point where there's so many states that have either uh, medical or <clears throat> recreational. And it feels like it's just an inevitable time and psychedelics are starting to head that way. So like, what are your hopes for uh, cannabis for the future and, you know, in, in America, you know? <laughs> wow, that was a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I really, America? And, and America. Like, I want the oh, big okay. answer. I feel like you're high enough you naturally said, to tell me. You said cannabis and America. We could be here for a while. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, America's a big place, but I feel like there's a good answer yeah. com coming here. You know? Oh, oof. well, um, <laughs> my hope is that it will, the industry will become more accessible to the, for the people who actually built it, you know, um, yeah. because people, people with disabilities, invisible, invisible, minorities, people who are always being um, left out of situations. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would my hope would be that that changes. Um, my cynic is saying it won't, but my hope would be that it starts to go in a direction that is more patient focused and more of a focus on the fact that plant medicine is medicine and yeah. we should all be able to experiment with it safely. And um, so my hope is that we all get the chance to do that at some point in our lives and my hope is also that there is less misinformation out there yeah. available and more valid research, which I'm seeing that happen. So that is, I do feel hopeful about that. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of hope out there. And, um, you know, it's kind of like anything that, you know, there's pushback on things, I think, heavily, especially when things are moving in a direction that seem inevitable you get kind of this scratching that people do this last scratch of people like, I just don't want this around, but in their hearts, they know it's inevitable. I mean, it's just a matter of time. And I think we've shown that United States is whether it's through prohibition <clears throat> way back in the day, uh, whether it's through different things with civil rights, whether it's through gay marriage, all this stuff, these things are just going to happen. And they're, they are positive things for the United States and, like, why are we pushing back against these things? Like people are drinking alcohol all the time and, and just so many deaths related to alcohol. You know, I like a good cocktail, but it's like, we've really not doing, we're not highlighting the right things. You know, it's like, why don't you spend time on fentanyl use? Like, how about we get rid of that shit? You know, it's like, like <laughs> instead of focus on weed and psychedelics like these are not good things like let's have some nuance here like there are things yeah. that are like crippling americans yeah you know? <laughs> like well, it's the low-hanging fruit you know it's the yeah. low-hanging fruit it's like let's let's stop the stoners from taking over <laughs> but <laughs> the stoners you know, ain't taking that, over like, anything man <laughs> yeah it's that hey what's that over there mentality you know they're just yeah. like look over there look over there because they don't want you to see what's yeah. really happening in the let's world let's demonize some dude sitting in his house <laughs> you know, uh, watching a movie, you know, having edibles and having snacks. Oh, that's the worst thing in America. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. 
I know you could. Yeah. I feel that. I always feel like you're on the verge of saying something crazy, Diana. You know that? Like, <laughs> like you got stories, like crazy stories. I know it. I feel it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you just left it right there. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Are we talking about crazy stories of edibles? Are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, it's an open-ended thing. It's literally open-ended. Okay, look, we're going to tell, you know what we're going to do before we end this? I say we both tell an edible story that's been particularly interesting to both of us. I, I think we should do that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So in Florida, <laughs> um, this is before, again, I could go into a dispensary to purchase anything. So I, this was when the edibles were like hit or you don't know what you're getting. And I yeah. used to get the Rice Krispie treats, which could be oh, anywhere no. from, I don't know, five milligrams to a hundred. And oh anyway, so I was working at a di uh, for a digital marketing agency and they were having their holiday parties. So we weren't getting any work done. We had an office party. So I was like, all right, I'm getting out early. I'm going to eat this Rice Krispie treat, go home and just pass out. Um, but then I forgot that I had made plans with my friend to go Christmas <laughs> shopping. And this is a friend who is very much a weed smoker as well. So I was like, whatever, we'll be fine. I'll, I'm not driving. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I let, but oh, I forgot to mention, I also had a couple of cocktails at the holiday party. Yeah, yeah. So okay. um, I was only feeling a little buzzed. I wasn't feeling the edible yet. And yeah. we get to the mall and I don't remember much else after that <laughs> oh point, but I apparently I know at one point I, I remember this part and the rest of it was filled in for me, but I laid down on the floor of the food court oh my to God. take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and if this doesn't tell you how Florida the situation was, uh... <laughs> the security guard just comes up and is like, are you okay? Do you need help? Do you need some food? <laughs> need some food. Yes, <laughs> like, I would like some food. <laughs> But like no one else thought it was weird that I was just laying down mm. to take a nap. <laughs> wow. And apparently at one point they did try to kick me out of the mall and I was running from security and like <laughs> I went through the candy store and just started grabbing things and bought it. Like I, I bought a bunch of stuff from H&M. I don't know why or what wow. I, like I came home. I was like, what is this? Jeez, man. <laughs> and apparently I'm banned from that mall. <laughs> okay you got a banning happening back. okay i never went back but my friend was not happy with me let's just well, say that you know. she was like that was but i thought it was pretty funny <laughs> it actually sounds really funny to me i don't know <laughs> like, that sounds hilarious to me i mean what like what'd you do you bought some stuff and you took a nap i mean you know, it's like... i mean i didn't try to hurt anybody i guess <laughs> You're trying to take a nap. I, I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have tried to talk to some random people. There was a point where I felt like I was dreaming and I was walking through the mall and I feel like people were talking to me, but yeah. I don't know what I said back because I was running away from my friend too. I was like trying to get away from her. <laughs> She's like, get in the car. Let's go. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I have a friend who always says when we get high together, he says, only believe about 30% of what I say when I'm high. That's it. Like, yeah, 
Everything else, don't believe what I'm telling you. I was like, that sounds about yeah. right. I like that ratio. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I like that. All yeah. right, your turn. All right, my turn. So this is actually fairly recent. It was during Christmas time. And uh, I should know two Christmases ago, I think. Yeah, so I went, this is in Maryland. This is going to hit home. And I said, man, you know, uh, like Christmas Eve, I want to get high. I think it'll be fun. So uh, my brother goes, oh, yeah, you know what? I got this, this person who makes these, um, these great brownies. They're really good. And I said, oh, I said, wait a minute. I don't like to, like, have edibles. I don't know how much is in it. I'm just like a 10 milligram guy, really chill. He's like, honestly, I don't know. And I said, well, it is Christmas time, so might as well play a little, uh, you know, spin the wheel. Let's see what it's looking like here. So, I mean, they were delicious. I mean, these brownies were unbelievable. And uh, but I was a little cautious. So I had, you know, like not even a square, a big square, just kind of like half of the square. And I said, I have no clue how many milligrams I'm eating, but I'm like, eh. So I, uh, I popped it. My brother popped it and my dad popped it, too, which was very surprising. And uh, it hit him hard very quickly uh, <laughs> because he's not used to it. He doesn't do any of that. But it was like a family like high. It was unbelievable. But uh, I tried oh, cool. to watch a couple movies on the ground while doing this. Big mistake. Big. I don't know how you feel when watching movies when you're high. It doesn't work for me. It, um, no. No, you either. It doesn't work for you. Well, I've had bad experiences that way. Like I went to see the fantastic Mr. Fox. I don't no. know if you remember that movie yeah, a long time ago when I was like silly high with my friends yeah. and I legitimately got so freaked out because I could see the hair from the <laughs> Fox. Like I could see the little hair and I'm like, it looks too real. I yeah, don't like this. Real. And I can't watch that movie anymore. Like I, wow. I have had those experiences where I'm like, this is freaking me out. I don't like this. But if it's something I have to follow, it depends. Like Across the Universe is a really good movie to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's a good high. movie. But see, I have a hard time following <laughs> movies when I'm high. So like I was trying to, I said, oh, I really want to watch. This was in that movie, uh, Don't Look Up, came out on Netflix. Oh. Leonardo DiCaprio, okay. yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. And I tried to watch it <laughs> and I was on the ground. And now to a casual observer, I looked like I was deeply watching this movie, like deeply understanding it. And, uh, you know, it's like a two hour movie, whatever. I remembered zero about the movie. Literally, the movie was flashing in my eyes. I don't remember anything about the movie. Mm -hmm. Apparently, I watched another movie, too. And I don't I mean, watching very loosely coined watching. Uh, so for like four hours, I laid on the ground and, quote unquote, watched movies that I had no clue what happened during the movies. And then uh, and then I just went outside myself. Like I started realizing like the person laying on the ground was not me. And I was looking at this person and I was like, I, you know, I don't think that's me, honestly. I, I'm pretty sure that's not me. Like it was trippy, you know? And then- You had like a ghost of pre Christmas present or yeah, Christmas Yeah, it was like, and then I don't know. Experience. My mom got us in the car so we could get some Chinese food. And I remember sitting in the car, uh -huh. just looking out the window. I'm just thinking, who is this person sitting here? Like, this wow. is not me. <laughs> I just kept thinking the entire night, like, who the hell is this person watching these? I just didn't think it was me. And then by the time I came down, I was like, oh, that's me. Like, I came back. I was like, oh, that's me. And uh, so like a month later, I said, oh, let's watch that movie. Don't look up. And my wife goes, you did watch it. I was like, let's be honest here. I don't remember anything about that movie. 
anything. And then I watched it and I was like, that's a great movie. Literally, I couldn't recall anything that happened before, but I'm glad I rewatched it because I actually was like, yeah, I don't remember anything about this. And that was like one of the weirdest. That's how my husband is. Really? He does. He, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He takes small doses like you. He's yeah, he's not a, a macro doser by any means. Yeah. And if he takes too much, that's exactly his experience. And I can't tell you how many movies that I've been like, <laughs> come on, we've watched this, you know, <laughs> he's like, no, I have a haven't. much higher tolerance than he does. So yeah. he's like, it doesn't take much for him to get to that point where. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this really happens to me. Like, this is like maybe happened to me a couple of times. It's just because I didn't know how much I was having. You know, and listen, I was like, listen, I'm going to roll the dice because I, you know, it's Christmas time. I don't, you know, I never do this. And that's kind of the up and down. I would say it wasn't a negative experience for me. It was just strange. And I accepted it. Like, I accepted that that wasn't me. I I wasn't paranoid. I was just like, man, it's not me. And then once it was me right. again, I was like, wow, okay, you know, I just I accepted the experience, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> but maybe you needed to have that experience. Maybe you know I, I mean? did need it. Yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes <laughs> I think the value in these substances is just to like be really self reflective or detach yourself from you, you know? Exactly. Exactly that. I mean, I, I know you've seen those memes that are like me, also me, you know, yeah. <laughs> the person being like, oh, I never want to drink again. Also me, oh, you know, um, I'm a constant stream of those memes. My husband oh. and I always tease like, oh, this is one of your me, also me moments. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also me. But I really feel like plant medicine helps me. Sometimes I'll say something and I'll be irritated by the situation. And then I'm yeah. like, but wait a minute. And then I start to think about my own role in that. You know, and I never used to do that. I used to just get angry or frustrated or whatever. I was just have a response without really examining that response and really taking ownership of my part in that, you know? Um, So I think it really does help with that, like detaching yourself sometimes when you're even like, that wasn't a, like you just said, like not a positive experience, but it it, it was an experience. And I got to like, I got to kind of figure some things out like this yeah. isn't for me. Maybe I need to take it down a notch, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then I was and then I had great Chinese food after that. It was unbelievable. Like I was like, you know, I, mean, it's all part I can't of it. think of that's the dream, right? That's the dream. <laughs> that's yeah. the dream. Yeah. <laughs> great Chinese food after that. I didn't have to get it. <laughs> I had to lift no fingers to get it. I literally just was like, oh, it's here once we got back. And then I just started eating and I was like, wow, this is the best tasting Chinese food ever. And that's, I think, another value. Like I've turned a lot of people on to weed. And one of the number one things yeah. they always tell me is food tastes so much better this way. I was like, it helps me it eat, period. Yeah, uh, because I have Crohn's disease. I mean, that was right. the biggest thing for me because um, nausea was overwhelming. And I love to eat. I'm Italian. I love to cook. Yeah. And obviously I love to eat, but it's <laughs> <laughs> It was it was really getting back into cannabis after the pharmaceuticals that like yeah. made it so that I could eat again because I was at a point where I was only drinking smoothies and things like that yeah. because and I was skin and bones I wasn't really nourishing my body you know yeah so um, it does make things taste a lot better but it also makes it easy to taste right like it makes yeah. it tasting the possibility that's so huge for so many people you know that's exactly right yeah I mean and some people struggle with that and I've, I've known people like that it just gives them the ability to have an appetite 
again. And that that alone is is really good. And uh, I don't know, for me, sometimes it's like a bottomless pit. There's a little, you know, I'm just like, wow, everything tastes amazing. You know, just like, so I mean, dope. my body wants me to be that way. Like yeah. there's the part of me that's always like hungry. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I love to cook. I love food, but it's just like the nausea, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been able to manage that so much better though, with all of the different types of plant medicine I have. So right, you know, right. this isn't, but 10 years ago, it was like, I was making all these great dinners and things and having friends over. And I wasn't only able to eat like a tiny portion if yeah. that, and yeah. Um, I was just avoiding eating when I was going out in public period, right. which makes people ask you a lot of questions yeah. and that was uncomfortable. Right. So, yeah. Man, so I have to tell you, <laughs> Diana, this is one of the better conversations about weed I've ever had in my life. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's because of you, you just have, you're very free spirited about it. And like, you're a lot, you're not like hiding your experiences. You're just like, yeah, you know, I've had some bad times, some good times still having some weird experiences. You know, I love that. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's honest. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, um, man, I could talk about this forever, but please tell everyone how they could connect yeah. with you and uh, and uh, learn about your podcast, the whole deal. Oh, thank you. Um, well, you can find me on all the socials uh, at Your Highness Podcast or at Diana Ashley Crash. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Dark Eight One One Eighty Eight Two. Terrible wow, screen that name. I know. Very um, I mean, right? I know. I did it so long ago, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can find Your Highness Podcast on all the platforms, and you can also find my other podcast called Getting Personal Plant Medicine on all of the platforms. Um, and if you want to reach out to me for any reason, you can email me at your highness podcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. You know, you know what, one of the craziest things that just that happened, this happened like 40 minutes ago, my screen went out for some reason. I have no clue why. So I haven't seen you this whole time. <laughs> Mostly. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm guessing you can see me. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely cannot see you at all. <laughs> oh. I've been trying I, to fix I it. I did my makeup and everything. I know, man. What a waste. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so I oh, can't well. actually, it was funny. I can't actually stop this from recording. Oh. I'm sure I'll be able to figure it out. Okay. So I'm going to have you just go out of this and then I'll figure it out. I'm sure to okay. be fine. But seriously, thank you so okay. much for your time. And this will be out next week. And uh, I'm a big fan big fan of you. Oh, I'm Diana. a big fan Beautiful. of you too. And I yeah. hope we get to work together again. Thank yeah, you I think, so much. I think we got to make that happen and uh, we should get high together sometime at some point in life. Sure. Diana, for sure. I love that. All right. Yeah. Well, take care, Darian. And I really appreciate it. Seriously. Thanks, have a great Diana. day. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. At Lowe's, we know pros can get the job done faster if they don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your needs in mind. You can build a quote, reorder supplies, or authorize a crew member to make purchases in the store. So you can get the supplies you need right away. Stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. 
Some people might say coffee doesn't need chocolate. But you're not some people. You're a dreamer. You see the possibilities of chocolate and caramel flavors swirling together with cold brew. Topped with velvety chocolate cold foam and cocoa caramel crumbles. That imagination can only be rewarded with Dunkin's new caramel chocolate cold brew. It's a cold brew dream come true. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.